You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hey guys, before we get into this episode with Rachel from So Yaya, I wanted to talk a little bit about Hot Art Cool Nights, which is happening this Friday, May 10th, along Government Street here in Baton Rouge. Hot Art Cool Nights is essentially a free block party that runs up and down Government Street in mid-city Baton Rouge. This will be my first time participating as a vendor, so come out and see me and other merchants who work and play within the Mid-City area. Each participating business will be paired with local artists to showcase the creative talent that Louisiana has to offer. There will also be live music at many of the stops along the route, as well as food, drinks, and local Mother's Day shopping opportunities. I'll be posted up at the Mid-City Makers Market area, which is next door to Domino's Pizza near French Truck and Pink Elephant Antiques. I'll be selling my do-what-you-want merch, like tees, fanny packs, record bowls, hats, and some photography prints. Rachel from So Yaya, who you will hear from shortly in this interview, will also be set up in the same area with her simple skincare products. Hope to see y'all there. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's bonus episode with Rachel Laymoon of So Yaya Skincare. Hey. Hey. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm very happy to be here. Your apartment is amazing. Thanks. This is, for anyone listening, post-Ratgate 2K19. <laughs> they have patched some of the holes, not fully, so there's still a chance that the elusive rat that we never caught will be back. So keep your eyes peeled, Rachel. It's a singular rat? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> there was a lot of chomps taken out of some apples, so it could have been one hungry rat or a pack of them. You know... I don't like it. It was here, so just so you know, we're, we're sitting in the general vicinity. <laughs> the rats love my recording studio because my recording studio is also my dining table. Um, anyways, so I'm so happy that you're here, though. Yeah. So... Give me a little background on who you are and what you do, because I know of you through the grapevine of Baton Rouge Makers, through my friend Paige Grizel, who was on um, one of the episodes, and then also we met recently at Baton Rouge Blues Festival mm-hmm. at my, my first time having like a market set up, and you pretty much are a seasoned pro at it, so yeah. give me the scoop on who you are and what you do. That was a great market to meet me at. I was really proud of the aesthetic that I pulled together, because Blues Fest was just this kind of troublesome last year no account to anyone running it but the weather it just goes crazy downtown Baton Rouge on that weekend um but I for money I am an accountant I graduated from LSU's business school in 2013 and shortly after graduating I worked in the city budget office for about five years and I left there to go to my family's company in November of last year um but I started Soyaya after my pregnancy. My daughter Aria is she's named after Arya Stark. I read Game of Thrones while I was pregnant. I don't know Game of Thrones. I know. But I was about to say Pretty Little Look, Liars. As, as I was saying it, because I listened to Katie's episode today, and right at the end, literally driving over, it was like the last few minutes, and it was playing. And, and you're like, Game of Thrones, it looked lame. And I'm, I've been on this high, spoiler alert, Game of Thrones fans, I've been on this high since Sunday night when Arya was like heroin of everything. And I was just like, <gasps> but I jinxed myself because uh, she's an intense kid. But yes, so Yaya came from my daughter Arya's nickname um, because my skin got really crazy when I was pregnant. So it got very sensitive, and the only thing that worked for it was using a a few, like, very expensive oil-based products. So I was like, well, I can bake, so let me try to to make something. Um, And it started me making it for myself, and then my sisters or my mom was like, oh, can you make me some? Um, And it kind of grew from there into I didn't ever I never intended it to be a business it was something that was my own Mm self-care after she was born because I was working that's when I was working for the city downtown every day my husband is in school so he was home with her until she was nine months old and even then she just goes to part-time daycare now um so at night I wanted something that was for me but also something that it didn't feel selfish. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm taking care of my skin, and when I'm making this, then I'm not spending money on those other expensive products, and it was something that was creative. And when you're an accountant, 
sometimes you need <laughs> you need a creative outlet because I can get you know I can get real tricky in Excel, but it doesn't it doesn't scratch that itch. I don't know how to do anything <laughs> in Excel. I recently just found out that you could like total up the cells like to to add up like so I've been doing like my sales tax reports like individually calculating every single cell like by hand and then I'd make one mistake and have to start over and I recently found out that if you just highlight the whole thing it shows you the total (laughs) at the bottom (laughs) man I used to spend like an hour doing my sales tax reports and now it takes me like literally 10 minutes it's amazing art school man art school does not tell you anything how to do excel And see, the flip of that is I went, I graduated from LSU in 13, and then to sit for the CPA, you have to have 150 hours. So I went back, but I took all humanities. I took various religion courses and English courses and all the fun stuff that I didn't get to take while I was at the business school, like a handful of fun, creative things. Um, And I was just like, oh. So I do feel like that that going back and I was just getting the hours for the CPA um but I feel like those classes still help me because being able to it's great that I know accounting roles and all that but it's also great that I can write a cohesive email Mm -hmm. to send to someone and get my point across but I'm not coming off as robotic and yeah, which I'm sure, like, my email response to you was like, yay, thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it was fine. Um, you asked the most important question was, do you have beer? And I said yes. So yeah. that's all <laughs> you really need to know. And so anyone who listens to, I'm always complaining because my whole marketing scheme behind this podcast was like, grab a beer, tune in. And I really haven't been able to have any beer because I'm always recording them in the morning. Well, now we're having a beer because it's 9 p.m. So this is on brand. Yeah. Um, I really want to dive into... How you, you casually were just like, so I just started making skincare at yeah. home. How does one, I can't bake a cake. I could not bake a moisturizer. I, like, I don't understand. I've become obsessive about things um, in the fact that I, products I use or brands I buy from, I don't know when it started. I mean, I was, I was the 12 year old who asked my mom who she was voting for for president and why. And that's when she started like, oh, crap, I got to pay attention. <laughs> like, you know, she's asking questions. So I've always I've always been very inquisitive. Um, so when I couldn't figure out what was going on with my skin, and I love, like, I love making bread and baking, and it, it really interests me how, um, you know, using cold butter versus melted butter is going to change the texture of a cookie and all that. So, like, the understanding the mechanics behind something really interests me. Um, and that's when I started looking into skincare because I, maybe it's me being pompous, but I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the ingredients. This is all oil-based things. Like, okay, it's just a recipe. I can do, start with something and then tweak it from there just like when you're baking bread or cookies like change one thing at a time and that's how I came up with all my the formulas where I have like my lemonade formulas for oily skin so I'm using in the facial oils I'm using faster absorbing oils uh lighter oils um you you can get really deep into it like the fatty acid profile of the oils so I I just dove in <laughs> at first, and I, it was so interesting to me, and my accounting background did help because I do all of my uh, formulating in Excel. There's There are programs out there, but it just is how I started, and I would put something on Google Sheets, and when I would have a thought, like I'd open the app on my phone and say like, okay, maybe try like 5% more hemp oil and this much less grapeseed, and it'll... I don't know, be smoother. Um, but that's kind of how uh, the formulating started was the lemonade was the first line for me because my acne at the end of my pregnancy, I couldn't wear any makeup. Um, I would put things on my skin and my skin would just burn. I had acne all down my back. When I talk about it in front of friends of mine, like my best friend didn't have any kids and I just remember asking her to like put witch hazel on my back one day and she, she was like, Oh, God. Like, 
it's the greatest inspiration to take your birth control when you're when you're not ready for all of that because pregnancy is rough and for the most part I had a pretty smooth one um, and it was postpartum that like I felt like I lost myself and making the skincare to take care of myself really helped me just appreciate my body for what it went through. I want emotional. <laughs> well, not to you know get more emotional, but I want to yeah. I want to back it up even further, just selfishly too, because as someone like me, I've always struggled with acne. It might not look like it, yeah, but it's never been clear, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Not that you're like a doctor or anything, but I just want to yeah. know deeper into your situation and how you figured out what it was that worked for you yeah. and didn't work for you and, and all that. Because I know, like, for me, like, if I try anything new, my body mm-hmm. just, like, attacks. Yes. <laughs> and then I just break and out constantly anyway. Something anyways. that is so important, and I, like, I have it on all my listings, and I'll talk to people about it at markets, and I asked you about it, like, right before we started recording, well, do you patch test? And I, I've been guilty of it, too, like, introducing too many products at once. And it is so... It, it, excuse me. It's so hard to know what your skin's going to be reactive to, mainly because looking at an ingredient label only gets you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you don't know what on the ingredient label yes. even affects you. So yes, it means nothing to me. So uh, there, there's something you could be fine with, but when it's over a certain percentage, like essential oils are kind of a hot button issue in skincare. Like there's some big brands like Drunk Elephant. Mm-hmm. They don't use essential oils. Um, and I, I think there are some people who have given them bad rap because they're not using them safely and correctly. And I'm a little hesitant when I post about things because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm attacking them. I love essential oils. All my formulas have essential oils at one half percent or less. So I'm using them well below what the safe thresholds are for each different essential oil. Um, I don't personally ingest essential oils. I don't suggest that anyone drink any so so yeah, yeah products. I just think that if you're if you're believing something is powerful enough to heal you, the same as like aspirin or something like that, you know, the dose makes the poison. And when you cross over that threshold and don't respect the ingredient, you can irritate your skin. So that's why patch testing is so important because you don't know like your skin could be sensitive to something that someone else isn't or it's not sensitive on your arm but it's sensitive on your face because your pore sizes are different and so patch testing one new product per two weeks because that is like the skin the life cycle of your skin cells your skin regenerates itself every two weeks so you know one small area you put it on there and then don't put new on your face for that's two my weeks. issue I'll be like I got four new products we put yeah. them all on the day and tomorrow I might do two of them but the next day I'll do one of them and then I'll yeah. go back to the other so and then you don't know right which is my whole issue yeah. and my dermatologist if she's listening she's gonna kill me but for like <laughs> a year I was supposed to only be using like CeraVe trying to yeah. clear my skin and it got to a point where it was clear then I got really stressed after this past South by Southwest when yeah. I had to go and photograph for a million days and came back and my skin it's been over a month and it has not cleared up since then yeah. but I've also introduced new stuff since then so in your opinion, like if you get a new product or like to one of your new skin products, yeah. if someone buys it, you're saying to use it for two weeks to kind of see first? Yeah, and even um, it's it's a hard hustle for me sometimes at markets because I'm not good at hustling people. Like I'll tell people sometimes like, okay, well, if you don't know what your skin reacts to now, don't buy both the cleanser and the serum. Like, just buy one. Yeah. Try it out. Because I don't want you to waste your money if your skin reacts. Well, right, and you're not like a doctor, so you can't tell someone right. something because it might have an adverse effect. The, yeah. the basis of it, like my whole line, um, it's oil-based products. So I don't use water in anything. Because I don't use water, I don't have to use a preservative. Preservatives aren't bad. You know, if you have water, like if you're using a lotion... You want that lotion to have a preservative because if a preservative isn't there, yes, there's going to be half a percent of a preservative that, you know, maybe some people have an issue with. But if it's not there, you're going to get things like staph and black mold and all these delicious things that are going to feast on the fats and the oils and the water. Like, the water is the bringer of life to these products. So I don't, I don't do any water-based products because I make some for myself. 
but not to sell because I don't I would want to test them like they would have to sit on the shelf literally sit on the shelf for you know six months or however long to make sure it would be stable and safe and because I don't know if I sell it to someone at a market six months later they put it on their face and there's mold growing in it and then I'm liable like it terrifies me mm-hmm. um but yeah do go slow is is my biggest skincare advice is I had to strip everything down to the basics and when I first started doing the oil cleansers it was just a very simple mix of let me go back oil cleansing is confusing to a lot of people because you literally are you're washing your face with oil so you just like you've used the cleansing balm Mm -hmm. I just started using it I do like it It I was gets uh, the makeup off better than anything else I've used honestly yeah and that's why I love it because you're not like, you're not being as physically aggressive with your face. Because I use makeup wipes all the time I've been doing that, and I feel like it's, like, wasting money. Sometimes they burn. Yeah. They're probably not good for, like, wrinkles because <laughs> I'm yeah. just pulling. But, like, the balm, it truly does get the, all the makeup nice. off. And it's because a lot of cosmetics are oil-based. So when you're oil cleansing, so the basis, the the majority of them, I won't, I won't say all of them, but the majority of the oil cleansers, it's castor oil, um, sunflower or safflower, and they're all organic oil bases, and an EcoCert emulsifier. So EcoCert is like a real uh, that was important for me in an emulsifier um, because many emulsifiers contain palm oil, which, if not su- sustainably harvested, is really bad for the environment and deforestation of the rainforest and et cetera, et cetera. But an Eco certification means something will meet organic cosmetic standards, but they also look into the sustainability practices of a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so right when I started, and I, I started looking at where to buy ingredients from, it was important for me, because my mom is an environmental scientist, it was important for me to, from the get-go, be responsible, even if it meant spending just a little bit more mm-hmm. on ingredients. Um, but yeah, so the oil cleansing is a castor oil and emulsifier and a sunflower or safflower oil. And the castor oil, if you're using too much of it, so lemonade is our oily skin. It has the most castor oil in it. Castor oil will dissolve the makeup and mascara and the sebum at the top of your pores, um, and the emulsifier in it, so you're, you're putting this on dry skin, the castor oil helps dissolve all the makeup, and then when you add the water, the emulsifier in it binds the oil in the cleanser that has all the gunk in the makeup with the water, and it rinses clean. Um, and what I found with oil cleansers that were available, a lot of them that were affordable, they didn't have enough of, they didn't have a gentle emulsifier in it, so you would still get that awful squeaky clean feeling Mm -hmm. where your skin just feels tight like the life was sucked out of it and I hated it especially because after pregnancy my skin was so inflamed Um, so making the oil cleansers it was just something that was gentle it got my skin clean but it felt comfortable after Mm -hmm. and then the facial oils how their formulation started was if you're we live in South Louisiana and we're lucky for that because it's so humid here um, and my favorite comparison, like people ask me, like if I'm using this oil, do I need a lotion? And the answer is it depends. Depends on your skin. Because we're in Louisiana, it's so humid here. Our skin is not so prone to dryness as it is in other areas. We are here in the winter when it dries up some. But I think it was, um, I was listening to a podcast with Tata Harper, uh, who is like OG of green skincare, and. She compared, like, water is, like, the hydration for your skin. Your skin still needs water. Like, people talk about oils, and oils are great, but oils are, like, the food for your skin, and your skin still needs water. So I tell people, you can you can mix the oils in with a, a gentle lotion you already like, but if you're putting it on, like, if you're washing your face, and you immediately follow with the oils, and your skin is still kind of damp, it will form that like protective layer and lock in that water um and when I was talking about patch testing like I'm guilty too like I just kind of pissed my skin off a little bit doing uh trying new products and it was just too much at a time so I've scaled back 
myself and I'm just doing, I've committed to doing two weeks using only one of my lines. So like this, in this two week, I'm using the quench cleanser and the That's quench the orange facial one? oil. Yeah. The orange one that I made you take a picture yeah, with. <laughs> I love it. I love that it's orange. Yeah. So Well, I want to segue because yeah. this is all really interesting, but why, like I'm on that subject, your branding is great. Yeah. Like the colors of your... Your bottles, the lemons that you have in your tablescape mm-hmm. at the market and such. Like, tell me a little bit about like your brand and how you evolved that. I have great friends. Uh, whenever I started, like I think the first business name that I had was like uh, True Yaya. Like, cause I wanted from the beginning, just because I have a mom who's a business owner, I was already thinking about like who I was as a brand, and I'm mm-hmm. literally like a mom who needs to just go to sleep um but I'm in I'm in what was going to be my husband's man cave and now my home office and I'm going through all of this it was going to be true yaya and it was going to be like very muted earth tones and um my my daughter has a a very spirited personality every now and then I'll throw her on my stories and I mean I'm biased because I made her but she's hilarious uh (laughs) But my niece couldn't say Aria, and she just called her Ayaya, and then started calling her Yaya, and we all started calling her Yaya, and when I named her Aria, because I had other names I wanted, but I was like, I just, I need a name that someone's not going to make another nickname out of. Like, I want her name to be her name. And then I created a business (laughs) out of her nickname. Um, So that was the, the So Yaya was, it's, it's something that spawned from her literally because I needed to help my skin and help myself after she was born um and then the lemons my my father-in-law is from Palestine um and Lemun is Arabic for lemon so when I was struggling so hard to find something I was like oh it's so yaya and then I had the lemons so it's essentially my daughter's first and last name Mm -hmm. in my branding which is super cool. I didn't know any of that until like we talked a little bit before yeah. this, but that was what I really noticed at your at your table at Blues Fest was just you had it set up so pretty, and I was like such a rook. Like I showed up and I was like, let's throw all these t- like shirts on a table. Like I didn't know how to like display them, and like you were next to me, and you had like all these like levels and little like lucite boxes and like that a lemon was my table first market with those though. It looked great, and so yeah. you just looked like your own little boutique and. You had so many people coming over there, and you were so helpful talking with people. And um, I just, it was great to be sitting next to you. But so on that subject, too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I'm like nerdy about branding and stuff. So I was just curious yeah, about I, all that. One of my uh, really good friends, Alyssa Perez, had, she, we worked together years ago at my mom's company, and then both left the company and both came back to the company and she liked the products that I was making at the beginning and she liked them enough to take her time as a graphic designer and you know because I've I've made all my formulas and I've made all the product but I will straight up say like I didn't make my logo (laughs) Um, so when people compliment me on my branding like I always start with oh I have very good friends Um, because they accepted you know first run drafts of my products as payment or let me cook you dinner and buy a bottle of wine and can you please teach me Photoshop mm-hmm. um, so my, my friend Alyssa she taught me how to use Photoshop one of my other good friends uh, Hibba taught me how to take better pictures on my phone and using Lightroom on my phone and Snapseed and, and just working through all of those uh, and you know, my obsessive nature of having to dive into something really helped me, but it was, Photoshop terrified me at first. <laughs> it it was very overwhelming. Um, but then, you know, she taught me how to do the, you know, we got the vector graphic and mm-hmm. we can break it up and do all this. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was really overwhelming at first, but that was a year. I started, my first market was the March, what is it now? 19? The March 18 uh, Maker's Market was my first market. Oh, so you've so, only really been doing it a year. Yeah. yeah. That's I, impressive. I opened my Etsy shop January of last year. Um, I hear so much about you. I would have never known that. Like, I don't know. I'm getting it all mixed. No, it's been about that long. That's impressive. Yeah. So, 
so tell me about like starting this and you dove yeah. right in so you're yeah. it's not your full-time thing right no. now it's on the side yes uh i'm an accountant i when i started today i was working in the city budget office and i budget seasons with the city are hard um i was 38 weeks pregnant and we're working like uh 60 70 hours a week to get everything out because it takes months to compile the city budget and my daughter's due date was November 10th and I kept telling my doctor like I just I just need to get it to November 5th because that's the year the day they present the budget every year and Aria's birthday is November 4th um so working <laughs> I was like it was well. stressful yeah she was like um uh, so that's like the human resources and finance at the city for a minute just called her the budget baby because yeah that actually just in time. <laughs> yeah they're like go home you did great um so I worked for the city for five years and it's this the city finance department is it's run by a lot of really badass women who it's it was great coming up because I was 22 when I started working there um so my managers above me and you know the people in administration they were moms who are now watching like this next generation of the analysts in the city department manage how to work in city hall and stay committed to their family and it, it was it was really cool and I went back to work for my mom's company as an accountant um, after she had a heart attack and she's all good she bounced back she's a champ but she just she started this company with before all of her kids were born and it has sustained all of us she's a geologist and she owns an environmental consulting firm but though you know she she couldn't do it all so my sister works there and my brothers work there and we're all in a different capacity and the one area that they were kind of short was my mom would stay up really late working in the books and the finances and all that so after her heart attack I I kind of gave like a six months notice almost at the city because I was going to stay through the budget season and then go work for her. And when I came to work for her, she told me she's, you know, I don't, I don't want you to make the same business mistakes I made. Let me help you with Soyaya. Um, and her help me was basically like telling me, you know, if you if you need to work from home some days or if you have something that's like a really good opportunity and you may need that half day like you can do that obviously get your work done because this is the company that is paying your mortgage and your health insurance but we can be flexible with you um and that and I I really dropped off social media for Soyaya and markets and all that for a minute because it just got too overwhelming um and I've recently fired it back up again but yes I'm an accountant I uh I, I help my my mom and my aunt and it, I work with family and that is stressful on its own but uh definitely having some accounting experience helps in getting a small business going so what is your time commitment look like with so yaya as far as doing it on the side like is it something that you devote every waking moment you're not at work to or is it just kind of like on the weekends type of thing on the weekends and after like I told you like after 8 30 mm-hmm. um after bedtime and then like Saturdays a Saturday for me will usually I try one Saturday month I'll go up to Wonderlust. um that's where my stuff is stocked locally and happy store yes and she you know I'll organize my stuff and bring a restock um and then after she after Aria goes to bed at night it's usually I try to spread things out like make things in big batches over time so like now I'm I'm prepping for hot art cool nights Mm -hmm. so after I leave here I'm probably going to go make another batch of quench so you work late I do I I actually recently full transparency I I recently started uh an insomnia medication because I am so obsessive and I will get so into something that I'll stay up till four or five in the morning yeah because like even just like like (laughs) it's not a big deal but I'm just letting you know like 9 p.m for me like I'm like 
getting them showered, like going yeah. back. I'm a grandma. I'm very much a morning person. So the fact that you are over here now doing a podcast from like nine to ten, and then you're gonna go whip up some skincare, like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's I have to. I limit myself. Um, I, I want to do. I do one market a month, basically, and I get asked to be in others, and I am actually in May. I'm doing two because I'm doing hot art cool nights and I'm doing I think it's May 19th check my calendar um Meredith with Sweet Baton Rouge uh posted about there's the Steel Magnolias they're releasing them back in the theaters so I'm gonna have a table at one of the Sunday showings uh and I'm going there straight from Brunch for the Soul because I'm doing this one yeah um so I've been very busy lately um I commit I I try to give Soyaya an hour at least after Aria goes to bed and what ends up happening a lot of times is that hour doesn't happen for a few days and those are the days I stay up till four in the morning um but I do spend Saturdays at home I try I try not to leave my house Saturday mornings unless I have a commitment so that's the the time I have to clean my house and hang out with her and lay in the backyard. So, like, Saturday mornings, that's for her. And then the afternoon, she'll come and we'll run up to Wonderlust or, um, you know, go pick up stuff from Hobby Lobby or, or whatever it is. Like, this Saturday, I was prepping for my brand photo shoot because getting... I have a very talented uh, brother-in-law... That is helping me build a website. And when I say helping me, he's doing it. <laughs> I'm just, like, pointing and giving ideas. Um, but he's, he's really, really smart. Uh, but, yeah, I, maybe that was a really long answer. I'm very verbose. I am not a succinct person. <laughs> this is why podcasts are good, though. Yeah. Because you can just talk. But that's why I'm so curious because I, I want to have lots of different sides of people yeah. on this podcast, of people who work full-time and have a passion project, people who have left their full-time job to pursue their passion project, people who haven't even started it yet, people who just love their corporate job that they're at. I want to have people doing all of it. So um, I can very much relate to your situation because that's exactly what I was doing at the times before I decided to kind of pursue photography more full-time. But just creatives, I'm noticing there's a trend. Like, there is no just, like, on the side. It's kind of like all the time on yeah. the side. <laughs> yeah, and I... Any extra waking moment. I protect myself from that a little bit just by... Because I have had, like... I, I want to sell toners. You know, like, I make toners for myself. But it is a water-based ingredient. And I struggle uh, with anxiety. And I just... Uh, even now, like, thinking about it, thinking about selling a water-based ingredient with a preservative in something... I make all these things out of my house. You know, I have a, I have a front room. It's dedicated to Soyaya. It, it was supposed to be my husband's man cave. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, and that's actually... he. I kept buying more ingredients to make things. And this is when I was still just doing it as gifts or whatever. And he was like, look. Because <laughs> he's in school, so it's not like we had this, you know, over whelming amount of money to mm-hmm. play with and he's like so you gotta you gotta like scale it back uh, I know you know how much you're spending because you're an accountant and you do our family budget um, so you either need to like scale it back and play a little less or go full force or like are you gonna do this thing and I was like no 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 like I'm not a brand like I just make this as for friends and I've heard um, it, what is it like the imposter syndrome, syndrome. Oh, yeah. and it's still really hard for me because I'm not a dermatologist. I am a person that is going to be on Reddit and looking through medical journals. Like, if LSU taught me anything, like, it taught me how to go and research mm-hmm. and how to look for something. And I just want to encourage people to find what works for them. Like, would it be awesome if your skin only likes so yeah, yeah, and you had to buy it forever? That would be great for me. Not so great for you. Um... But if you knew what your skin liked and you could feed it that and not feed it the things that it didn't like and, like, you 
maybe moved on to another brand because your skin changes with pregnancy or hormones or life, then like I'm so happy because that was why I've started it and why I keep it going because it's people it, it's not it's not vanity. I I really don't believe it's vanity. I think it's people just they just want to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like the face washes and all that that I make is when you wash your face and you're you're not starting with that squeaky clean tight feeling like it just feels soft and good and you're focusing on how your skin feels and reacts to something and listening to it and not just trying to like beat the hell out of your acne Mm -hmm. um I think it's just a very it's like so yeah yeah it's like I'm trying to be mindful about what I'm putting on my skin and being nice to it and very intentional but yeah that's a tangent no it's fine I just I've been staring at your skin this whole time because it's obviously flawless so you definitely are on brand for what you do um i'm probably red right now because i'm hella nervous no you just i just have forever been like it's it's always been like a a crutch of mine it's just like everyone else has clear skin like why don't i type i'm like the kendall jenner with the proactive i'm like oh my god (laughs) but like really it's so it's it's comforting to know that someone like you you figured it out. Yeah. And not only did you figure oh. it out for yourself, you figured it out in a way that helps other people yeah. and empowers them to feel good well, about Well, I took, um, I, genetics are such a huge part in your skincare. And it's hard for me, like, I don't, I don't wear makeup often. I love makeup. Like, I, I love nice winged eyeliner and contour cheeks and I'll contour my nose with the best of them. But my, like, my skin just doesn't like it every day. Um, so I do save it and not, I was someone through high school, I had horrible skin. Um, like people call me pizza face or, and I begged my mom, I begged her to let me get on Accutane. Uh, it made me crazy. Uh, but it did clear up my skin and it was, it was really, really rough. So my skin was clear for so long after Accutane that really until getting pregnant and it was my high school skin and worse except now I'm a professional and I Mm -hmm. I work in city hall and I I can't wear makeup and I know people are staring at me and it was it was so hard because I loved being pregnant I really did it's so nice to not have to feel like you have to suck in your belly (laughs) (laughs) um people are very nice to you uh I don't like being touched and that was like the only drawback but Maybe that's why I got horrible acne because people were like, "You're stressed uh, out." <laughs> yeah, like, please don't touch me. Um, but yeah, so I stopped. I, I went. I would wear at least like a little foundation or something every day up to that point because I had acne scars from when I had such horrible skin in high school. And and so when my skin got really bad again, and it, it didn't get better right away after she was born, and it became a very conscious thing that I was beating myself up or trying to put on makeup even when it burned my skin and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here I'm like okay you well now you create a have... vicious cycle for yourself because yeah. you can't I'm always stuck in that it, like you can't go outside without makeup but if you put on the makeup it can't it makes clear up because angry. it's <laughs> yeah so you're just in a vicious cycle and for me it's worse in the summer because I try to put on some sort of sunscreen but I've never found yes. sunscreen that agrees with my face then I wear tinted makeup that has sunscreen yeah. in it but then I'm sweating so then it's like sweaty makeup and just yeah. it's like never it's, ending cycle here's the bonus that I found from because I I eventually I just stopped I just stopped wearing makeup I like right now I did the little lash tint thing and that was nice because I have blonde eyelashes so a lot most days I wear nothing and then there's a lot of days I'll wear mascara um and I would love it if it was like an Alicia Keys inner beauty movement um, but it's just functional. <laughs> it's just functional. Yeah. Um, my skin does better when I don't wear makeup every day. Um, but the, when I first started, it was really hard because I felt like people were looking at me. I was so self-conscious. But as my as my skin improved just a little bit and I got more confidence with that, no one was ever commenting about my skin. Now, if... Um, I was sunburned or something like that. They'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, but people are not worried about it like you are. And even my first market, like I wore my first 
few markets, I wore makeup to the markets because I was so scared that no, no one's going to buy any of this for me. No one's going to take me seriously if they see acne scars on my skin. Like, who am I to tell them what to put on their face? Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't need more because you're out there all day. You know, you experience that blues fest. You're out there all day and you're sweating. And I'm, I'm like, I'm doing this and I am physically uncomfortable right now with this makeup on my face. Um, so I am very, like, I, I, I use, when I wear makeup, I have to wash it off at the end of the night. And through college, mm-hmm. I was the person that, like, you're going to Tigerland and then you're falling asleep in your makeup. Really? Yeah. See, I've never understood that because, like, I, I know that's a thing, though, because everyone's always like, yeah. girl, wash your face, and, like, it takes 10 <laughs> years off. But really, like, I've never gone to sleep without, like, washing my face. There may my, be, like, one time. My sister Mary is that person. Um, and when I made my favorite product is the loopy cleansing balm and it's a very similar texture to the mellow cleansing that you have Mm -hmm. but it has it smells like fruit loops um and it has clay in it so it's just ever so slightly exfoliating but very gentle um and that was the when i was testing that formula out i came home from a christmas party via uber um with a friend of mine and i was like i'm trying this new thing and we had both had a few drinks and we took our makeup off and all that, and then we went to sleep. And she was like, that's the best thing ever because I was inebriated, and I got all of my makeup off, and my skin <laughs> feels great this morning. Um, so that's why I, I really like the cleansing balms because the, I could keep them on the side of my bed and a pack of, like, water wipes, like the baby wipes. Where it's nothing in it but water, and I don't have an excuse to not wash my face. I just can't, like, the feeling, like, even in the day, like, I can't nap or anything if I have makeup on, like, because just the way it feels, like, on a pillow or something, I'm just not able to do it, but I know that's, like, I think my mom always falls asleep now, like, with her makeup on, like, doesn't care. (laughs) And that was when, uh, when I finally got my mom using it a lot, that's when I'm like, okay, this This is is real, because she'll, she'll go and buy things from Sephora and whatever works, but being a business owner and a, a single mom with four kids for so many years, we really like forced self care on my mom. And when she was using something, and I'm sure it was a combination of her kid made it, you know, and that made her proud and she would use it. But using Quench that has a very relaxing smell to it, and you're washing your face, and the oil cleansers are so silky, and you're you're basically like forced into giving yourself a facial massage. Mm-hmm. every night and she's like it makes me want to wash my face when I don't get that tight feeling I come home from work and it smells good and I want to wash my face and that's what it was for me was I started making something to force myself to take care of myself um, so I get really excited when uh, I get messages from mamas talking about like after their kids go go to bed like that's their so yeah yeah moment. Like mm-hmm. someone said that to me, and it made me so happy. Like that's when they go. That could be a whole like campaign routine. for you, like so yeah yeah moment, like hashtag. <laughs> like it's like show me your so yeah. I feel like it's like this giant. Like, I've been trying campaign. to get my mimosa in the wild hashtag. Ah. Um, I haven't. Nothing. Nothing sticking for me yet. So like, there's like the. These are the things that, like, if I'm having a conversation with creative friends of mine and we're talking through something um I'm sure someone who's not in that world they're like why is this important <laughs> when you're talking about oh something. you sound like an idiot oh I know when I yeah. like talk about I'm like is hashtag so yaya shelfie dumb or like is that gonna is that the next fetch no like, I, I feel just... you because I'm I feel that way like just I Instagram is a tool I use for my business and so to me it's important mm-hmm. it is the only free marketing platform I have and it's where I generate a lot of business. Yeah. And other people not in this industry like to make fun of people who are on Instagram all the time or people yeah. like like for me, like if I like I'm trying to stage some sort of photo and I'm like bitching about the lighting or I need to move something and people are like, Oh my god, like this is Instagram not a joke. Instagram is the LinkedIn of the creative community. And I'm a photographer, so like yeah. this is my vehicle of like marketing. Yeah. And I just 
I feel like people who don't realize that they just think you're being silly or you're just such a millennial yeah. or like you're oh you're has, like you're a quote unquote influencer or whatever. I'm like mm-hmm. this is like you don't know if I'm getting paid to do this right now. Like this is like literally what I do. But I have conversations with friends. Like I, I had this conversation with Paige when I wanted to make at the beginning of the year. I have this existential crisis about everything. Like, I'm like, I'm going to make new highlight reels for my Instagram stories, like the little highlights. Yeah. And so then I made new ones, and I was like, oh, that means I have to go update the graphic for the little cover, because I made little, like, oh, custom design covers. But then I was like, well, I'm going to change the colors of some of them. And then I was like, well, then my branding colors are only, like, three colors, so, like, now I have, like, <laughs> ten highlights. Like, I don't want to repeat the same and colors. And feel so tied to the branding. Yeah. I have to restrain myself from buying everything I see with a lemon on it. Like, lemons became very trendy right after. Like, that. I, I settled on my logo in November of 17... Yes, because it was right after Aria turned a year where it really started picking up. Um, but I said I, I finalized all my branding and then launched my Etsy shop in January of 18. Um, it's so funny. You said talk with your hands, and I'm sitting here <laughs> tapping yeah. the table. Anyone who listens to you hears like thumps, it's just Rachel talking Rachel's expressively. Fidgety. She's expressive. I'm high anxiety, y'all. Um, <laughs> No, so then I launched it in January, and that spring, like, spring of 18 is when lemons, just, like, they were everywhere. And it's, I, I didn't know if it was, like, like, when you have a car, you see your car everywhere. Yeah, 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 um, where it's, like, yeah. But it's so easy, it's so easy for me to, to find things now, and it really makes, it makes my life easy. Well, it's to the point now, too, where, like, people have asked me recently, like, do you only ever just, like, wear orange and red and yeah. yellow? And I'm, like... You know, that's really what I buy. I'll be standing, like, at Old Navy. Like, I'll be wearing, like, a yellow shirt, and I'm standing in line, and I look at everything I'm holding in my hand, and they're all, like, yellow, orange, red, yeah. turquoise. And people will me- constantly mention that. Or, like, I have, like, a lot of black and white striped things, and I'll notice it. And part of me is kind of annoyed because I'm like, I don't think I used to be this restrictive, but I'm not putting this on myself. It's, like, totally subconscious. Yeah. I literally am just drawn to those things. Like, look at my house. Like, I just, I buy it. It's not like I'm like, this her is on brand. Is there's a There's a part of it that, like, if I'm going to a conference, yes, or, like, yeah. a festival, whatever, I'm going to dress on brand if I'm representing my brand or I'm yeah. speaking there or I'm networking. But at the end of the day, I'm wearing those colors sometimes when I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, like, buying those colors. And it's so weird how it's in your subconscious. And then there's days that I look like, a, you know, a trash bag, like, in all mm-hmm. black, like, looking homeless. So I don't know, but it, it is interesting how it just creeps into your psyche and then just takes hold. And but that's when I think you know that you're being your most authentic self. Yes, yes. And um, we, like, even before Soyaya and all that, before I knew Aria was... A girl, we it it took me forever to pick a lemon, and I don't know why it took me so long. But um, I need to be nice to myself. We called her Little Lemon just because Lemon meant lemon, and we didn't know if it was boy or girl, and we couldn't settle on a name. And uh, now, whenever I see her, like when we did our brand photo shoot on Sunday, which I I'm really excited. Katie did the pictures. Uh, Katie of Adelphi photo and. It was it was hilarious because Aria is is running around and Katie and I are both very high anxiety individuals and but but seeing Aria with like the lemons and I, it was finally the first time that I really saw a cohesive it all came come together. together but it wasn't just lemons you know and I that was the table that you saw at Blues Fest and that's where it really hit for me that I, I want something that comes across as kind of lush and luxe but accessible and homey and fresh and yes yeah um when I was trying like I've started decorating our house just ever so slowly and slightly like I'm not my house is very bare um but I've started decorating it and I tried to explain to my husband I'm like I think I have the aesthetic for our house and his response was like cool like, <laughs> that means nothing to me. Yeah, but in our heads, it's like it's a whole project. It's like yeah. its own little series like, or I'm assignment. Doing, I'm going to do, like, uh, boho chic. And he's like, what does that mean? I was like, it's like I'm a hippie, but I I uh, bathe. <laughs> and we have, I'm going to pretend like we have money. Like, it's that kind of look. And he's like, okay, <laughs> like, whatever. But it's, you know, so Yaya has really helped me um, figure out who I am 
take ownership of things and it, it was it was really hard for a long time because I am I'm an accountant but I'm creative and I wanted to create a luxury feeling skincare line that was affordable um, I think you succeeded just from oh, what little nice. bit I've seen though I mean yeah. and if you're only like a year or so into it then this that's crazy because it's like there's only up that you can go yeah it's the it I've I don't want to say it's easy it's not it's not easy it was a lot of work um but a lot of credit goes to mid-city makers um Justin Ellis and Paul and Madeline and all of them they do such a great job of building community among makers because there's things that we're all good at um, and I have gotten, you know, I've, I've talked with other people, like Megan of Crybaby Stitch, and like when we met, it was literally like, hey, I really like this cross stitch you have. Um, do you take trades? Which is like, yeah, it's what we did. Yeah, it's a big maker thing. And I was when we were at Blues Fest, I we couldn't set up the tent because it was so windy, and I had put on sunscreen that morning, and I'm like. I cannot stand outside all day long. Like, I, my Irish skin will be red. <laughs> so I was like, Jordan, do you sell hats? And I hadn't even met, met you before. Um, and I love that you asked it first because I, I, don't, I don't ever want to be the first one with the maker. Like, do you, <laughs> do you take trades? Because I don't, I don't want someone to feel that I'm undervaluing their work. Well, that and you don't want to assume that everyone wants what you have, which yes. I've run into that before where sometimes people will offer me trades and I'm not interested or vice versa. Yeah. But, like, no, truly, I've heard so many great things about you from oh, my friend thanks. Paige and you happen to be set up next to me and yeah. you happen to get, like, my last yellow hat that was matching your brand. So. Yes, and that was the first market that I didn't do. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to be comfortable today. You're not going to be on brand. So I just had a very simple, like, black Target jumpsuit. And then I was like, to, and then I saw the yellow hat. And I'm like, yes. Yes. I was I so happy. Um, well, so yeah. what are your, only being a year into it and kind of still just doing it on the side and doing it at makers markets and stuff, what are your plans for the business? Like, are you interested in keeping it small? Are you interested in scaling it? Like, do you want it to be, like, in Sephora I, one day? Like, what I are the goals? I want to scale it. Um, there's a, I want to say who. There's another maker um, who I've met locally who has taken me to lunch before and kind of helped me in that producing a product scene and how they went from how I do now where I'm staying up till 4 a.m. Because I, I make everything myself and I put all the labels on myself and if I didn't have a very supportive husband... Like, I don't know how I would do it. Um, but she, I'm going to, I'm meeting with her soon to talk about how you transfer from producing everything yourself to putting that in the hands of someone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm reaching that point now to where I have had more discussions with people who want to do wholesale orders, but I don't have the capacity. Right. Because you're just one orders. person to yeah. do that. Especially I'm one on the side. With a 40 to 50 hour a week sometimes career and a two and a half year old that and this is my one aggress moment please don't send me suggestions anyone that's listening to this on how to get her I have a two year a half year old that still doesn't sleep through the night you know and that's how I ended up working late sometimes is because she'll wake up at 3am and she'll tell me she's scared because there's a shark in her room <laughs> um, and she she's gotten very creative with any excuse to, you know, come and sleep on my face. But she's perfect and wonderful and fierce. So, yeah, it's, is it's that, hard. Is it scary, though, thinking? Because it's like your baby. It terrifies me to it's have your baby someone else's and it's hands. what you've been doing. Like, how does it feel to think that it might be, you might be handing it I'm off? I'm looking, I'm just looking for it as an opportunity to refine things. Because even now, like, I have an Excel file of all my formulas but I haven't typed out processes. So I recently, right. like my Manny Bomb and my Petty Bombs, which are like, a, you know, a hand butter and a foot butter, essentially, the formulas just got, you know, exponentially better. Because for so long, I, I couldn't figure out why they would go grainy. If you've ever used any, like, balm or body butter type product and you feel those, like, granules in it, it's because different oils 
and when I say oils, it also includes like shea butter, cocoa butter, all those. They melt and harden at different speeds. So we're in South Louisiana, and if something like will soften down when it's really hot, those oils come back together at a different speed, and the ones like in shea butter, they form in those little granules. Mm-hmm. Like they go and find their buddies in the melted oil, and they cool down faster, and it just makes it seem like your product has gone bad, and it's not. It's just a texture thing, but it took me forever to learn, like, when I'm making these, I need to stir them as they cool um, in a nice bath, and then the texture stays nice and creamy, but it, it, it scares me to pass that on to someone else and know that my hands are not going to be on the final product, but all these brands that I admire and I look up to they had to make the switch at some point yeah like you you have to you have to give it up so I've reached that point now um I did uh interview I think it was last July did an interview last July with Dig Magazine and I'm happy because she asked me one of my goals for 19 and it was to double sizes without doubling my prices um so I went from a half ounce facial oil to a one ounce and instead of going 20 to 40 I went 20 to 35 and similar with the cleansers and it's only because I like I can feel comfortable with it knowing because I have it broken down in my spreadsheet what it cost me to make everything um and at the time when I first started and that's what I'm like telling makers like you you have to pay attention to what it's costing you to make things and how long it's taking you to make things because if you're not if you're not paying yourself at least a little bit for your time, you're going to get burnt out. Um, and that's, you know, I was doing smaller sizes for a while because I felt like I needed people to buy more frequently for me to continue to make the money. But when you run out of something, it's always like, okay, oh yeah, I need to go grab that. And then you put it off and you put it off and I was like, I have to make bigger sizes. I Mm -hmm. have to make this cheaper per ounce um but it's I've, I've I've pretty much reached my capacity so I do want to do more wholesale um I would like to get stocked I've talked to a couple shops in New Orleans I want to have a New Orleans presence um I have my parents are both from Charleston South Carolina which is a really really beautiful city I would love to have some stuff in a shop there um but it is pretty limiting when I do have that full-time job and a you can only do so much yeah. yeah so I'm just I'm giving myself grace and I'm taking things slowly and because this started as like my self-care project after having my daughter I'm I'm just going about it slow because I was terrified when I, I took a break from markets um just after Christmas like I was so burnt out from holiday orders and it was great but I just, I wasn't enjoying myself. Um, and when I wasn't enjoying myself, it was just like, I never wanted to make product. And I did, I didn't want to become bitter towards this thing that mm-hmm. really helped me find myself again. So I took a break. I didn't do markets. I didn't do anything January through March. So Blues Fest was my first market after taking that break. And it was... Like, I feel like it's really... I had that time not interacting a lot. I kept my Etsy shop open, but not interacting a lot with people and just focused on what do I need this brand to be for me to stay happy with it? What do I need it to be for it to be worth my time? Um, Because I feel like as a creative, and I've heard you talk to other people on here, like, there's such a need that when you're making something, if it's something else that you make, like, you have to sell it. And you have to make money for that. Um, But your joy... You know, obviously, like, your needs have to be met. Your bills have to be paid. You have to have food to eat. Um, but you you have to be okay with yourself. And you have to find joy in what you're doing. And even in my, you know, 9-to-5 job, I find joy in that. You know, like, not that I was unhappy working with the city, but I'm now working for the company that was, a, you know, my mom's Soyaya. Um mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it fed me and all that, so I'm going to work every day. And any work I do, like, I tell people, I don't I don't make products that don't bring me joy. So I don't make men's products. Not that men don't bring me joy, taking care of them <laughs> and whatever. But I do, 
Um, you know, I, there is one men's product that I'm working on only because it's something I want my husband to use. Um, I, I, I don't make aftershaves or beard balms, and it's because if I'm putting energy and time into, into making something, it's not just to make money off of it. It's I have to, like, oh, who is this going to help? Who's going to enjoy this? Who's going to be using this at night as a part of, like, their wind down from a stressful day? Um, and maybe in the future that'll change and I'll get excited about making, you know, things that are more geared towards men. But right now I'm a mom with a two-year-old and I'm tired and I struggle to find motivation to wash my face at night sometimes. So that's where I'm, like, honed in. I feel like that was, like, a great ending point honestly <laughs> not to cut you off because I would love no. to ask you a thousand more questions but that was really that was a good a good way to tie it all up so where can everyone find you and where's the best place for people to buy your products if they are local or not local um not local you can order through Etsy we will be right now on Instagram we just recently changed our Instagram handle and I always say we and there's times where I feel silly about that um, because I'm like, wait, it's just me. But it's not. I, I still have friends that help me before market. I had a, a great friend of mine and her nine-year-old helped me put labels on before Blues Fest. Um, so it is very much a we thing. But we just changed from Naturally So Yaya to Simply So Yaya on Instagram. And it's kind of part of my rebrand of I don't want to just focus on natural because obviously not everything that's natural is good. Not everything that's synthetic is bad. Um, but just simplifying your skincare and paring things down and then building out from there. Um, so there, I'm kind of doing a rebranding switch. So right now the website is naturallysoyaya.com. We are building simplysoyaya.com, and it will hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be launched with well, all our pretty pictures. When is your launch? Do you what's, have a set date? What's today? April 30th. I wanted to have it launched um, right after Mother's Day, so I was hoping for mid-May. Okay. Well, I was going to, you know, I have some backlog of episodes, but since we talked so much about Mid-City Makers Market, I want to get this out before then, because I'm supposed to be there, too. It's my first time doing that. Yeah. So. Get it out. May 10th, so I will get this out before May 10th. Yeah. (laughs) Find me me on, the best is Instagram. I'm on my business Instagram more than my personal, by far. Okay. Um, At Simply Soyaya. And I have my uh, link tree on there that has, as when the website is updated, it'll be updated on there as well. Okay. And Locally, I will be linking all these things in the show yeah. notes. So Wonderless by Abby has everything. Um, I've I, still not been to her store. Her store. I've shopped her at all the markets, but I've still yes. not been to the store. She so. just started selling shoes, which okay. Abby was, when I first started selling in Baton Rouge, I messaged like a, a bunch of shop owners and... She was one of the few that messed me back and was like, yeah, bring in your stuff and come talk. I'm walking into her shop. This is like the first boutique owner I'm meeting with. My shoe breaks as I get out of my car and I walk in holding my shoe and I was just like, do you sell shoes? I'm your five o'clock meeting. Um, and she was, she's like, no, but we need to. So I just got so excited because she just starts selling shoes and they're really cute. And Abby is like all the people I feel like in Mid City Makers like a champion of her friends and she stalks a lot of local people and yeah. I love one thing I she's love that she very does sweet. is she, she, she has Beneath the Bark and she has the largest mimosa collection but she'll switch people up so it's like everyone kind of gets a turn being in like the best shelf space um and I think that's a really cool thing I need to go does. shop there so yeah I'll link Waterless by Abby in there too been meaning to possibly contact her for a podcast interview <laughs> um i've definitely she's hilarious heard good things so okay well great well i will link all these in there and i'm actually now that it's like 10 o'clock as soon as you leave i'm going to use my so yeah yeah melting bomb to get my makeup off i brought my face. you i brought you a sample of the oil did you yeah. <gasps> okay yeah. great because i you that have, was my next step of what i was going to buy have from to you. patch test but i have to yeah so i need to keep using because i've only used your balm like four times probably okay so i probably need to keep using it for like what, yeah two so weeks? like tonight you can use the balm and then use the oil but just you have to pick a spot so like just put a little bit on your cheek and then if you notice <sighs> okay. redness because my chin is like currently like 
yeah. war zone. It's gotten better in the past week, but it's just never you ending. You don't have bad skin. But it's okay. It's under a lot of makeup right now, but it's just yeah. never ending hormonal like Yeah. The chin trauma. and that's I know we're wrapping up, but like the there's some really interesting charts you can find online and I always get like before my cycle, I'm gonna get a, a cystic pimple on my chin. So like I'll get some salicylic acid and put it on that. There are things that are out of your control. Genetics play into your skin, your sleep, your water. Like there's so much that having good skin is. You can't beat your genetics, yeah. but you can do the other stuff. But I don't drink enough water. That's yeah. probably the biggest issue. Just be nice to yourself. And I pick so. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. With, on that note. But thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Hey, y'all, just popping in to give a big thanks to you for listening to this episode of Do What You Want Radio. As always, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and follow if you're on Spotify. Show notes for this episode and more can be found at dowhatyouwantradio.com. I am super active on my Instagram account, at Jordan Heffler, if you're interested in keeping up with me there. And I also have a weekly email newsletter that you can subscribe to at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Every Thursday, I send out a tip of the week along with promotional information about my Do What You Want workshop series, online e-courses that help you learn to create authentically branded content that leverage growth on your social media platforms all by yourself. I also have Lightroom presets, merchandise, and just general information about my life and photography business in these email newsletters. Y'all are so awesome for listening. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep doing what you want. (laughs) Did that sound too fake?